Taking in today's awesome episode of Weather Jazz. Hey everybody and welcome to Weather Jazz on a Monday. This is the last Monday in the month of November and this is a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather science earth science and periodically some interesting off-topic episodes i am your host and the creator of the weather jazz podcast andre bernier i'm the senior meteorologist on staff with wjw television in cleveland ohio and this is episode number 264 for monday november 29th 2021 again We're approaching the final day of November tomorrow, and we'll flip our calendars over on Wednesday, and uh, that will be the next episode of Weather Jazz release. All right. Well, we've got a ton of meteorological things uh, to talk about today, not the least of which will be a very active December, not only meteorologically, but also in terms of our schedule at Fox 8. For those of you that listen to Weather Jazz from Northeast Ohio, and that's where the bulk of our listeners are from, but of course, we also recognize the fact that we have viewers and listeners literally from all over the globe. Well, my schedule is going to be kind of topsy-turvy all over the place. I have a lot of time off in the month of December I will let you know here on Weather Jazz when you can tune in to either WJW if you're Northeast Ohio or online if you are uh, listening to Weather Jazz from another state or literally across the pond uh, to other continents. I'll tell you in just a second. Now, tonight, Monday night, November the 29th, and tomorrow night, Tuesday night, November the 30th, the last two days of this month, I will be on Fox 8 News at 10 p.m. Now, that's going to be Eastern Time. That is Eastern Standard Time in the USA. For those of you that live outside of this time zone, just so that you can make the adjustments. So, wherever you live, you might want to see what time that is for you, and you can tune in. And for those of you that are tuning in from another state or from across the globe, you can go to weatherjazz.com and at the very top, click on the tab that says watch. And that will allow you to see uh, what's going on on Fox 8. Remember, because it's an online stream, many of the commercials don't show up and you'll just see a billboard or a placard that says, we'll be right back. It says that we're probably in a commercial break. Otherwise, you'll get to see the newscast essentially live if you tune in tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, we just had a very active uh, weather pattern this weekend, and that included a clipper that came through 
Behind the clipper, we had some rather intense lake effect, and we even had some reports of thunder snow this weekend. This is the time of year when that happens, because we have a lake, which is still very warm, and air, which is coming in from Canada, which is now getting increasingly colder and colder, the result of which will give us some convective bands that are deep enough and high enough to actually produce thunder snow. Now, it's not like a regular summertime thunderstorm where, where it's continuous, but from time to time, you may see a flash and you may hear thunder. It is much less frequent, but it certainly, at this time of year, will get your attention. Well, let me go through some of the snowfall amounts that we received here in Northeast Ohio. And really, this is the first big snowfall for most of Northeast Ohio. And certainly, it was bigger in some backyards than in others. Generally, we were looking at anywhere from one to three or four inches of snow, but the snow belt got some additional snowfall that really ramped things up. Now, the big surprise was the granddaddy winner of not only Northeast Ohio, but Northwest Pennsylvania and Western New York. Out of all of the snowfall amounts that were reported, the heaviest was not in Northwest Pennsylvania or in Western New York. Typically, it's there. But the hotspot was actually in South Russell, and that's really not far from the Weather Jazz Studios, right down the pike, right down 306. And there, according to a train spotter, 11.0 inches of snow on the whiteboard or the brushboard, the official meteorological way to measure snowfall. In Burton, not far from that amount, 8.0 inches. Auburn Corner, 6. And uh, South Thompson, South Thompson usually, a pretty decent uh, lake effect amount is seen there. And while it wasn't 11 inches, it was 5.3. It's about 6 inches, just a little shy of it. Montville, 5. Other reports in Cuyahoga County, let's see, we had uh, 3.1 inches in Broadview Heights. Chagrin Falls with 2.6 inches. In Ashtabula County, 6.0 inches in Pierpont. Uh, 4.5 inches in Orwell and 4.0 inches in Trumbull. And let's see, in Medina County, I see a 3.7. That's a pretty decent amount. Uh, And in um, Trumbull County itself, in Gustavus, 5.0 inches. Cortland, 3.5 And in northwest Pennsylvania, now this is a place that typically sees a lot, and certainly it was on the high end, but it did not equal Russell's 11 inches in Geauga County. Yet, in Crawford County, Pennsylvania, the town of Atlantic picked up 8.2 inches of snow. And we're going to stop there, Uh, basically, um, well, exhausting about one-third of the amounts I just gave you the overall snowfall pattern was one to four, but in the snow belt, uh, typically a little bit more. And that's indeed what happened about five, six, seven inches with that local hotspot in Russell Township. Congratulations, Russell, with 11 inches of snow.
Some of it melted today uh, with a brief interval of sunshine, although much of the sunshine is gone now with the next system, which is screaming down out of, yep, that's right, Alberta, Canada, an Alberta clipper is coming by. Another one tonight, and this one will produce less snow. However, it will still produce some snow on top of what is already there. Maybe an inch, two, three at the outside most. I don't think that there's going to be too much lake effect behind it. Although typically behind a clipper, there is at least a little bit. So we'll definitely be on the lookout for that. So join me tonight, Fox 8 News at 10 o'clock. And at that point, I would imagine that the light snow will be starting. And uh, we'll keep an eye on things for you as we progress through the day. When we come back from the break, we will take a look at the official snowfall tally for the season thus far in six cities in Northeast Ohio, Northern Ohio, and Northwest Pennsylvania. And we'll see how they are doing so far in terms of departure from normal, prorated for today's date. And we do have an interesting pattern. Obviously, this snowfall that we had this weekend put some of those cities in a surplus. However, not everybody. And that's maybe a little bit of a surprise. And we'll take a look at all of those coming up right after this break. All right, we are back, and I mentioned some surprises, a couple of surprises, in terms of the seasonal snow thus far, in terms of the departure from normal. We'll look at six cities in northern Ohio, northwest Pennsylvania. Most of the cities, there really is not much of a surprise, and let's start with one of them. That would be Cleveland Hopkins Airport. That's where the National Weather Service office is. And for the season thus far, since the snow season began, 3.6 inches total. And uh, we'll see a little bit added to that tonight, I would imagine, with the clipper. But for right now, the departure from normal, only one half inch below normal. So for all intents and purposes, it is a normal start to the winter and the snowfall season. Akron Canton, the total... 4.6 inches. Oh, and so that would be a surplus. Yes, it is. And prorated for today's date, that's 1.4 inches above normal for this point in the season. But the real surprise is Youngstown. Youngstown picking up 8.6 inches of snow thus far for the season, and that is 4 inches above normal normal, as you would anticipate. Uh, Mansfield so far, 1.7 inches for this season. That is just a little off from normal, minus 0.8 inches, almost one inch. So pretty close to normal. And Toledo, pretty close to normal. It's about as close as you can get, 1.3 inches for the season. They should be at 1.6. And so that's only three-tenths of a one inch off. The one that's really below par is Erie, Pennsylvania. Now, typically, Erie, Pennsylvania is the recipient of lots of lake effect snow at this time of year. And their seasonal total thus far, 4.3 inches. And so for the season, they are four and a half inches below normal. Will they catch up? 
Probably. It's early in the season, and it's early in the game. So these departures certainly do not tell a story. You can't take these, in other words, and project them out into December, January, February, etc. So we'll just continue to monitor that. These are numbers that are certainly very interesting. Thus far, in most cases, pretty close to normal. In Erie, a lot below normal at four inches. And in Youngstown's case, a lot above normal at four inches above normal. So there you have it. One more thing before we head out of here today is something very interesting going on in Alaska. I'm going to show this tonight on Fox 8 News at 10. But uh, talk about a place that right now is much, much, much colder than normal overall uh, would be this state. About the only place that is escaping the deep cold would be right up against the shoreline of the, the, the south coast, essentially, and the Aleutian Island chain, basically in the upper 20s to low 30s. Uh, I see some mid-30s out on the island chain just south of the mainland of, of South Alaska and right around Juneau and Ketchikan, basically the extreme southeast arm of uh, Alaska is in the 30s right now. But the minute you go inland, and I do mean the minute you go inland, from just north of Anchorage all the way up, to the north slope, it is below zero. The entire, almost the entire state is below zero, except for the coastline. So the minute you work just north of Anchorage, uh, I see temperatures zero to 10 below. And you go to interior southeast or southwest um, near Bettles, uh, 26 below zero. These are all in Fahrenheit. You go to Fairbanks, 29 below zero. And that uh, also is the story in a lot of the interior just below the Brooks Range. The cold spot is 42 below, just south of Prudhoe Bay. Prudhoe Bay at 36 below. Imagine trying to extract oil uh, from uh, those Prudhoe Bay rigs uh, up there at the North Slope. Of course, at this time of year, it is very, very dark, but at 36 below, uh, trying to send oil through the pipeline uh, would be an interesting thing uh, without um, a doubt. And maybe maybe that would be an interesting topic for Weather Jazz sometime. Maybe we'll get somebody from the uh, Alaska Pipeline Authority who might be able to tell us, do they even send oil down the pipeline when it's that cold? I would imagine it would congeal. The congealing would be a bit of an issue. That is just a guess, though. And for anybody interested up at Utgiavik, do you know where Utgiavik is? Utgiavik is the new name of the place that was formerly known as Barrow, Alaska. Point Barrow, Alaska, the northernmost point of the USA. And uh, they renamed it back to the original uh, Native American name, uh, Quite a number of years ago now. I think it was three or four years ago, but uh, the pronunciation is Utgavik, which is, uh, and that took a while to, to learn how to say, uh, because the, um, as, as you may know, some of the spelling in the Native American language uh, can be very uh, 
interesting if you're not used to uh, speaking that language. But Utkiavik, Point Barrow, Alaska, formerly, 19 below zero. Yeah, a lot below zero. Go check it out tonight at 10 o'clock. Join me, Fox 8 News at 10, and I'll show the Alaska map and how cold it is. Is that going to have an impact on us? And I think, yes, it will a little bit later on. In the longer term, things uh, will return to a cold pattern. But right after this clipper that we get going through tonight, we'll very likely see some milder air come in. So a lot of the snow that we're going to see and have seen is going to disappear by the end of the week, only to return, we think, probably mid-December as um, we see another stratospheric warming event likely to occur in uh, just 7 to 10 days from now. Now that has simmered down, but uh, it is uh, likely to shift again. And that will send another batch of much colder air our way, which is going to be interesting. And great for the skiers. I see that Sugarloaf USA is open. That's in Maine, as well as a number of other ski areas. Killington, Vermont is now open. I believe that Jay Peak in northern Vermont is open. And I just took a look at the website for Burke Mountain in the Northeast Kingdom. And for some strange reason, the website is uh, down and it just looks really strange. Not sure what's going on there. I don't think it's open yet. However, I may be in error. I'll let you know as we go through this season. But there are a lot of ski areas that are beginning to open up and enjoy the first fruits of the snow that we have seen over the past couple of weeks. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Weather Jazz, episode number 264. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Help me to spread the word, as always, any way you can, especially if somebody comes to mind when you're listening to an episode saying, hey, I think that they would enjoy that. So please spread the word, whether it be by email, pick up the phone, over the fence, whichever way. Uh, It's just great getting the word out. Speaking of which, I want to thank all of you for helping to push the Weather Jazz podcast over 55,555 downloads. Actually, if the truth be known right now, I'm looking at the number, we're at 56,259 downloads, and that's just in season two. And I noticed that Even in the last seven days, we've had almost 200 unique listeners. So, again, thank you for sampling Weather Jazz. I hope you come back, and I hope you subscribe, whichever podcast app you're using, or simply go to weatherjazz.com on your home computer, and you can listen to every episode right on your home computer, right on the browser. Well, do you have a question or a topic suggestion? I welcome your input. I'm always available and easy to read. Weatherjazz at yahoo.com is my email address. And my phone number is the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, always available 24-7. Just leave me your message, 234-525-5888. And you can retrieve all of that information by clicking on the Contacts tab at the very top of weatherjazz.com. I'm trying to come up with some interesting 
polling questions and get you involved, especially as we're heading into the Christmas season. I may have one for you on Wednesday, so stay tuned and get ready because I want to hear from you. And the world of weather is never dull. It's always interesting. It's always different. So we'll see you on Wednesday with something new right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Just